Um, cool. I don't know if there's a lot to recap from last session. You guys learned more from Nib. You had a night at the end. You kind of formulated a plan about the plan of attack for getting people together. And uh, she offered, or she suggested that she'd like to go see how the excavation's going at God's Hand to the southeast. So you all uh, escorted her there and had a little bit of a fight in that uh, southeast river, that river valley that leads up to the mountain plateau. And that's where we are now. <clears throat> so the four of you emerge from the treacherous river valley, mostly unscathed, with Nib and her goldfinch still in tow. The scene opens to a vast rocky clearing surrounded by sharp mountain peaks and dotted with sickly evergreen trees. The air is cold, but breathes cleaner up here. In contrast to the rest of the dread marsh, some streaks of pale white sunlight actually poke through the clouds. It's not a bad view. The moment is interrupted by a pair of crude voices having an argument. What do you think it means, Egg? Hey, you're supposedly the smart one, Nog. You tell me. Hey, shut up, man. The voices are coming from the direction of the God's hand. Um, can we see the voices? This... Uh, it was far enough away. They were pretty booming, booming loud voices. You can't see the source from where you are. Could I tell if I can kind of guess? Like humanoid what race they are oh you would know um well there are some kind of giant kin i should have specified only bazel could understand that conversation oh shit i think i think only bazel is the one who actually speaks uh giant i do speak giant uh i relay what they're saying to the party i'm gonna try to be stealthy and like watch these whatever's making this ruckus Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna kind of head towards the direction, yeah, of the God's hand, I guess. Yep. But yeah, so there's because I don't want to be like seen. Okay, perfect. There are, like I said, there are some trees that kind of dot the landscape, so you could potentially use that for stealth movement. Um, so give me a stealth check with advantage because of the tree cover. Uh, Thirteen, really bad roll. <laughs> Rolled a five and a two. Oh. Hang on, I have to check. This is going to be close. This person's passive perception is 10, so they did not notice Quill sneaking through the trees. Thank goodness for unwise giants. Mm-hmm, that's right. Quill comes upon a sort of a makeshift quarry. If you guys recall, the, the uh, part of the um, a project was started at the very end of our uh, the previous game where they had started to kind of excavate around this this hand-like stone thing that was poking out of the ground. So, you, so you, you see, when you approach the area, you see that they have cleared um, a lot more of the area in, in the past couple weeks. Uh, you can see now, it doesn't just look like a hand, it really does appear to be a, a stone hand. That's like a giant, huge stone hand that's poking up out of the earth because it connects to a forearm. It goes down, you can actually see a face that's, that's been excavated. Uh, it's kind of a, it's got, it's like a th kind of a thin, kind of gaunt face, but with, I guess, kind features. And then um, they've gotten about down to like the mid chest. And so his left hand is poking up out of the soil that was excavated. And his right hand is clutching a huge tablet, a stone tablet with some writing on it that you can't make out. And this thing is like, the statue is like 18 feet tall. It's, it's, it's a pretty big statue. Uh, the source of the voices, 
appears to be, and they have their back to you, or I guess, I guess they is correct. It is a large humanoid with two heads. The two heads are kind of bickering to each other about, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand what they're saying. It just sounds like booming gibberish to you because you don't speak giant. But they're clearly quarreling and looking at this statue. Am I with them? Or no, I must not be. Did you go with them? Oh, I was going to be there to like translate, basically. Oh, sure. Okay. I think probably you and anyone who's going should make a stealth check with advantage. And this is a group check, so if more than half of you succeed, you're good. I succeed. Okay, you beat a 10. Uh, no, yeah, 16. 20, 30, 20. I got a 9 and a 3. The nine probably would for you. You only have to be the I'm... ten. No, no, no. That's with uh, that's <laughs> the advantage. Nine at the end. Okay. Oh shit. And Theron got a ten total. I got a 10. Okay. Ty, Ty will go to the rollers here. You guys sneak up. Um, you're, you're crunching pretty loud on like twigs and stuff as you, as you approach, and one of you. <laughs> Theron, like, or not Theron, uh, Rick, like, kicks a rock and it, like, skips down the quarry and you all freeze for a second as it just, like, kind of plunges down. Uh, but the, for some reason... Cool of a took. <laughs> yeah. Pretty odd. This, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> they don't notice. So, uh, yeah, so you would catch snippets and we'll, we'll, we'll just let this, this stealth success roll. Uh, so... If you want to translate, they're basically just arguing. They're trying to read this tablet, and they can't figure out. They can read it. It's written in giant, but they, they can't figure it out. And the one who's named Nog is supposed to be the smart, the smart head of the two. And so the bully egg is kind of like giving them a hard time. Do I know any giant? I, in my mind, the giants have their own songs. Uh, and the reason that Bazell might... One of the reasons Bazell might know Giant is because she sings those songs. Okay. Can I roll to see if I know like a a pirate tune, but for giants, a giant tune? Yeah. Like a history or what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't know. History or Arcana, I guess would also be reasonable. I think choice. We're calling a. We're calling a. A tune is probably history. It's probably the closest thing. History? Cool. Yeah. Uh, 11. What you, what you remember is that um, in, all the, in all the songs that you know from giant uh, heritage and lineage and stuff, they, they seem a little bit bigger than, like, so you're, before he was, like, a large creature. It's probably, like, you know, 10 to 12 feet tall with two heads. Okay. Um, right. And it's speaking giant. Uh, but all the giants oh, you know, but are like at least are like at least like sixteen feet to twenty some plus odd feet tall. Got it. Okay. Including the, the statue in front of you, which is like eighteen feet tall. Yeah. Well, then can I do a, a an arcana or nature check to see if I know of a two headed? Sure. Or does somebody else want to do that? I'm not particularly adept at either of those roles. But... Probably could with. Arcana? Arcana, at least. I don't know that Arcana would apply here. You're not really asking a magical question. You're asking, like, what is this beast? This magical this... beast? <laughs> <laughs> All the beasts are magical in D&D. Okay. All right. This isn't, like, especially magical. It's just a beast. 
I basically roll nature flat. So if anybody has anything other than flat for nature, whoever is the most intelligent would have at least something to add. I'm not the smartest of dudes. Yeah, it'll I could do a nature check. I could look. I have a decent, you know, wizards. Wizardly. Okay. Um, that's a twenty-two. There it is. Nice. This is an Etten. It's um, giant kin, but it's not one of the five classes of giants. They tend to be uh, evil. Um, and as you uh, as you kind of examine the situation with that, you see that there's a dead um, uh, village person uh, with like a pretty nasty wound across their chest. And one of them is holding a bloody battle axe in its hand. The one Nog is like, I don't understand. Like, I know, I know what each line means, but when I say them, nothing happens. And then Egg, like, slaps him across the face. They're still looking at this tablet in front of them. Vizel is like, uh, she thinks that this is a great way for her to gain clout with the village people by taking out this monster that killed their friend. Okay. I also relayed everything that I learned that they tend to be evil, that it's a... Yeah, and I, I can give you more too. They're, they they tend to like they can hardly even deal with having the two personalities in one body, so they're very solitary. Um, they don't like to hang out with other giants or other Ettons because like four heads is too many. Yeah, and they just this one must have been in the area because it was drawn to the statue that's being excavated. Yeah, for just like hiding and listening to more of what they say. Sure. Yeah, they start to. Uh, reading through the inscription on the tablet out loud. So, the f- so it, start, it starts with the phrase, I am. And then there are five lines that you can see, or that they can see, I guess. The first is the dead flames signal. The second line is a smithy's sturdy friend. The third line is one fountain's eternal treasure. The fourth line is that which shakes in greeting. And the fifth line is cold ale and warm beds. So I do like ale in beds. I am. First one's smoke. The fourth one's a hand, I think. And this tablet, so is there anything around us that we see? I was muted, wasn't I? Sorry. You yeah. Were. <clears throat> uh, Casey's better at this than me, so can I take uh, my crack at these? I have <laughs> uh, smoke, anvil, luck would be my guess for the amount, like a lucky fountain, like you turn a, throw a coin in. That one I'm unsure about. Uh, instead of hands, it could be men, because men shake hands in greeting. Uh, and then an inn um, would have cold ale and warm beds. I was going to say youth for the fountain's eternal treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. What did you put for Smithy's sturdy friend? Anvil. Anvil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's better. Or than hammer. That. Anvil or hammer. One of, either one is probably counts. I agree with Sam that smoke is the dead dead flame signal. Um, I think youth as well. I agree with Nate on N. Is there anything if we look around? Because this tablet came from some somewhere, right? So the yeah, so the statue is clutching the tablet in its right hand, like against its chest. Oh, so and, the, and it's, yep. I, I misunderstood the the Eton <clears throat> is talking about. 
Yeah, sorry, that's that's on tablet. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Yep. So the but, the, okay. the statue has been ex excavated at this point to the uh, about to the lower lowest level of the tablet, maybe not all the way down. We need to say hi because Smoke Anvil Youth Hand in. I'll start with S A Y H I. Nice. The Etten like is it, it's it's going through and it's saying all these like it's saying it's trying smoke, it's trying anvil, hammer, youth, luck, hand, man, and in, and nothing's happening with the tablet. As I understand it, you guys are still hanging back in the woods. We could all run out and say hi. <laughs> is the the statue what does the statue depict? I'm sorry if I missed this. Is yeah, it... no, it's fine. There's a lot there's a lot at the start. The statue, um it it it's it's giant sized. It's like true to size, true true to life. So it's a giant. Yep. So it probably it looks like a statue of a of a giant, and it's kind of like a thin, sort of gaunt <clears throat> giant. If you knew, if you had known, if you knew more about what they all look like, you might you might be able to know what kind of giant this is depicting. So it probably needs to be say hi in giant speak, Bazel. You should probably say it. I don't. I don't think we know how to talk that talk. You know. Uh, Bazel waits until the Etten takes its next guess, and then says hi at the same time. Okay. In, uh, in giant, yeah. In giant, okay. Yeah. And you're, you're projecting loud enough to get it to the Etten and the statue? You have to be, right? Yep. <laughs> the heads look really excited. Suddenly the, the tablet, the, the lettering lights up on the tablet, uh, kind of burns, and there's a whole new paragraph of, of text there. Whereas previously it looked like it was, you know, five lines and a the preceding line, like a real. Now there's like a just like a paragraph of a short story, essentially that's in the tablet. And the 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 two heads on the Etten, they look really excited as it changes, thinking that they they figured it out. I guess you you let him read it. Yeah, I vote for that. No, I guess like, oh man, this is this is boring. <laughs> it's just a story. Shut and, up, uh, <laughs> Egg is like, yeah, man, screw this. Let's go. They start to walk away. Oh. Whoa. Nah, I don't think... I don't think Bezella lets them walk away. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I think... Crazy bard. I don't think... I'm not sure if Bezella's going to let them just fucking bounce like that. Murder bard. Yeah, seriously. Bezella's... I mean, I don't know. She let, like they pretty clearly killed this person. We know that they're evil. I guess I don't know what the other like. Does the other person look like they were armed, or like, is it clear oh. they just like slaughtered a peasant? It's yeah. It's like a guy wearing like a the the fantasy equivalent of like a hard hat and a yellow vest. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know. It's working on a road. I don't know. Bizelle looks around. Nine to five. Just, just <laughs> man. Doing his thing. I mean, Vizal could totally justify this by trying to get clout with the like the village people. Pun, pun intended, I guess. In this in this <laughs> scenario, <laughs> I don't know. We're walking away. Bell yells, "Young man!" At that, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you guys thirty seconds in real time to decide because they're walking away. I think I would put my hand on Vizal mm -hmm. and be like, "Dude, they could easily kill us." Hold off. You don't. You don't know that, but sure. Um. Anybody else? They're going. 
I'm sorry. I feel like I want to do a check. <laughs> sure. What I want to see is like, is this creature's like habitat? Could this creature have been disrupted in a way by this excavation? Like, while I don't think it's okay for him, it to have killed this peasant miner, I also don't... I think Quill's viewpoint is, the, like, his background, he would be kind of reluctant to just go kill something without really knowing the full, like, why that conflict happened. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out if there was, like, any provocation. Any domain situation? Yeah. You guys had well, a... Was there a provocation that might have been? We'll allow Theron's twenty-two to apply insights or apply advantage to your check here. Okay, because he's got a pretty good he's got a pretty good handle on uh, this guy. Okay. Pronouns so are I, getting me. So I don't have to roll then. I, I just know. Kind of roll, roll. No, roll your insight check, but with advantage. Okay. Okay. So that was a seventeen. They seem pretty um pretty opportunistic. Like they just came upon this randomly. All right, um, and thought it looked cool and killed killed at least. I mean, as far as you, you can see, one body on the surface level from where you guys are, which I think is still back in the woods, right? I want to kill this thing. I say to myself loud enough for everybody else to hear. Two votes yes, one vote no. At least Rick. I don't know that Rick feels uh, strongly, but he's always down to tango with some baddies. <laughs> Ew, all right, and then I crack my knuckles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, roll initiative. Well, for Rick. get all of your initiatives the first time. Oh. this time. I use up my nat twenty on an initiative roll. Ah, the worst. <laughs> it's the fucking worst thing, man. I hate that. Could be worse. Ten, 20, ten 21. Twenty-one for Theron. Okay. Ten for Bazell as well. The tie is going to go to. Probably Quill. Yeah, fourteen. I have I have twenty. Yeah, plus yeah, five. Says, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zelda does not have twenty decks. <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna smoke this bastard because he he went he's last. Uh oh. And he's actually gonna be surprised for a round. Oh. Which means he can take reactions, but he can't act. This turn. Uh, yeah, Theron is the first to go. Well, shit. What magic spell should I do next? <laughs> I'll just throw some firebolt at this guy. Okay. It's a range attack. Not a great roll. 12. That actually is just going to do it. That hits. Oh, cool. This guy's wearing like a loincloth. <laughs> There's no so armor on. He's a, big, he's a big fatty with like two weapons. <laughs> big sloppy. Big, uh, big sloppy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. 1d10 of fire. I get, uh, I get three fire damage. Cool. All right, you catch him like right in the and flammable objects ignite. So I think the loincloth has potential to ignite. Does that include clothing? I'm down. Uh, it just says. Well, it depends on if you think clothing is an object that is worn. <laughs> it says a flammable object hit by this spell ignites. If it isn't being worn, oh, sorry. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. count. You still, you still like. Uh, it's like the cartoon where like his. His butt smokes, and he runs a little faster. <laughs> Three fire damage. Rick's up. You guys can feel free to move on your turns, too. I won't ask you. Uh, Rick's going to pull out the old trusty Eldridge Blast and send it on down the pike. It's certainly not broke. 
Uh, 17 to hit. Yes. Which I think is... Uh, ooh, max damage. 10 plus 4, 14 damage. Good God. And I think I'll actually just hang out where I'm at. All right. Uh, Quill? I think I'm just going to run t- towards this guy. Okay. So approximately how far? Yeah, uh, about about 30 feet. About 30 feet? Right. I'm just going to f- go at him. Nog is gonna... like, come on, Egg, you didn't say there were bad guys. <laughs> so I got my spear out. I'm going to... Stand uh, 10 feet away. Okay. And attack. 22 to hit. Yep. Okay, I'll just roll my second attack here as well. That's a 14 to hit. That also hits. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're just like sinking your spear into like soft flesh. Just, okay. Just a, just a sloppy giant can. Um, Should have named the heads big and sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> So there's six piercing damage. Okay. Uh, Ten. So 16 so far. I'm going to spend a point of key, and I'm going to do flurry of blows to unarmed strikes. 21. Yeah. My my second is another hit. It's a 23. And then, wow, 20 bludgeoning damage. 20? Yeah. I just got two sixes. What the fuck? Okay. My unarmed strike is uh, plus four, too. So this guy's this guy's not going to get a chance to act. I don't think yeah. <laughs> he's a total scumbag. It's fine. Uh, Bizzell is up, and I'm I'm really mad at what I uncovered about this dude and what he did to this villager just for. Yeah, actually, as, as you get closer violence. to the edge of the quarry, you see that there are like a couple bodies that have been tossed into the quarry. You can see them now uh, over the edge. Uh my righteous monk fury is just so like scary. a regular, regular Joe's. God, uh, Bazel just cast vicious mockery. Okay, uh, so he has to make, I, a, I make a save. save. Yeah, I got a plus zero to wisdom. Yep, all right, I got a 14 flat. Fails, Ooh, so he's gonna yep. take seven uh, psychic damage. Ooh, must have gotten a boost to your uh, cantrip. Yeah, at, at level five, I get to roll two d four. Nice, instead of one d four. And then he's got disadvantage on his next attack, okay. and I'm gonna use my bonus action to give Rick a bardic inspiration. Cool. Uh, it's his turn. He just looks like stunned, and they continue to like argue briefly with each other as he's surprised, just like kind of stutters and like grunts. Uh, it looks looks pretty rough. It looks pretty beat up. And we're back to Theron. I will. I'll pass burning hands. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a little bit closer for that, but I think you have. Okay. Yeah. Fifteen. So he's gonna he's gonna make a deck save, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking at the card again. Sorry. He had a 19 on his roll, minus one for 18. Is 14 half damage on a successful save, and you get 3d6 fired. So, so nine, so you get four and a half, four and a half fire damage, I guess. I don't know if that's yes. four. Four, yep. Okay. So scorches his loincloth even more. Rick is up. All right. Uh, Rick's not going to change any of the formula here. Yeah. Oh, that's probably not going to hit. That's a nine. A miss. No. All right. Streaks wide and clashes into the quarry wall. And shake some of the rocks loose. Can you use his bardic on that? Uh, yep. Rolls? 
it's it if or it's only if I use it before I know the outcome, right? What happens if I already knew the outcome? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. you know that you can know what you rolled, but not what the outcome was. So, right. I mean, we know that the AC is twelve. If you, if you would have if you would have remembered to roll it, I'll let you roll it in retrospect. Uh, I'm always going to forget Bardic. So you, you, you guys have got to like interject. I forgot it too. Um, I'll let it go this time, and I'll. I'll uh, I mean, there's not a good way to remember inspiration on D and D Beyond. I'll be honest. I don't think it has a thing. It has it a button for inspiration, but that's usually like general inspiration. That's, that's for like yeah, when you, the DM gives you inspiration. Yeah. yeah. We're back to Quill. This guy's looking pretty rough. All right. Been burnt and poked. So I'm gonna. I want to do a flip over the guy. Okay. I want to try to stab him from behind when I get to the other side of him. I assume I need to do like an acrobatics check. Are you trying to get advantage, or are you just is this for flavor? Just for flavor. Okay, I think you can. You can just. You can. Um, <clears throat> I can move. I have. You can, halfling... use it, you can use your movement to get around him. Okay, I have halfling nimbleness too, so I can move through the space of him. Oh yeah, go underneath his legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. I'll slide underneath him and then I'll stab him in the back. All right, that's another hit. It's going to be a another twenty-one. My second roll is a sixteen, and so my first is a eight. My second is a ten. So eighteen damage. He is like bleeding out in front of you right now. It's almost dead. All right, and then I'm gonna do my bonus. Uh, action as an unarmed strike, and that is ooh, um, eleven. Just barely misses as he slumps over you, like kind of punch the grass beside him. Yep. He, he goes down to one knee, and Bazel is up at death's door. I had a cool idea that the rules won't allow it. Um, Bazel is just gonna cast vicious mockery. Roll a um, wisdom safe. Got a seven. Got a flat seven. That fails. How much damage? Uh, three psychic damage. Oh, you had three hit points left. <laughs> oh, wow! Let's go. Is that our is that our first ever like vicious mockery kill? It might be the first. Those are pretty. Those are pretty rare. <laughs> it is. It's hard. It's hard to generate. It's hard to kill somebody uh, mocking them on a vicious yeah. mockery, but yeah, um, it's just the crushing the crushing weight of of your uh, insult. It at least takes down the smart one, Nog. He was named Nog for his big noggin. He's the thinker. Yeah, Nog just uh, Nog dies, and his half of the body goes limp, and they roll over the edge of the quarry and land on Egg's head, which crushes. And that's it. You've got this uh, dead Etten before you and a half-exposed giant statue with a tablet now with giant writing, a paragraph of details. What do you guys want to do? I guess maybe I... There's... Nog have any like I, my guess is the answer is no, but does he have any like jewelry or glittery things on him? He might. You wanna make a make a um a salvage or whatever check for gems, I guess, specifically? Uh yeah, or or stuff that Bazel would be interested in. I mean if he's got like harvestable fucking dreadlocks or something, she's out. But Okay. <laughs> if so there's like so much for like raw ingredients. Got it. Well, if there's beads in his hair that are raw ingredients, then Bazel's interested. But 
she's not gonna like harvest his fucking two livers to like make a fucking potion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely is harvestable. I'm trying to think if you, if there's anything that you would be drawn to. Uh, just go ahead and make a make a flat d20 for me. Sixteen. Yeah, we'll say he's got a he's got a topaz in one of his earrings. Cool. So she's gonna go for the topazes. Okay, I've updated that for you. Thank you. And then she carelessly walks away from the body. I guess what like got her to fight in the first place was these other bodies. She mm -hmm. would see if there was anyone important or anyone that looks important among okay. them, or if they're they all, all like yeah, they look. Um, so you've you've met some villagers now. Uh, from being at Denny's. They always kind of have the same sort of haggard look to them. They're usually a little bit thin. These guys look the same. They look like they've kind of had a rough life. Uh, so it wouldn't be much of a leap to assume that they were sent from the village to come try to excavate the statue. How many of them are there? Like, are we going to have difficulty transporting their bodies back to the village? There is one up, up top that was near the Etten to start... And then there's two bodies that were hurled into the quarry. And then Bazell would read aloud the paragraph, the giant paragraph. Okay. Yeah, so I will, I'll paraphrase it for you because it's, it's kind of a, it's a long story. But uh, it explains that this is actually the petrified body of a stone giant. It's not just a statue. And uh, the giant introduces themselves as Clogan. K-O-O-G-A-N. They describe that they describe that they are from the Deadstone Cleft, which is nestled in the Mirwatch or Mirthwatch. This part's not in the tablet, but Quill would identify the Deadstone Cleft. It's very nearby the, the Chondalwood, his home. Hmm. He talks about in his his tablet that he wrote that he began to suspect that their leader at Deadstone Cleft, whose name is Kyalithica, he suspected that she was um, manipulating the other stone giants. And he says that he did not share, he does not share her desire to clear the countryside of small folk. So he tried to leave Deadstone Cleft, uh, but she um, sent people out to chase, sent other giants out to chase him down. Uh, he was caught, he was cursed to petrify slowly over time, and he was banished to the Shadowfell. That's how he ended up here. So he wandered for a while. Um, he wrote on this tablet, and you notice that the tablet is like written in like really beautiful calligraphy, like giant runes and it's very artful and he hid this explanation behind that riddle so that somebody smart would find it and as the petrification was finally taking hold a mudslide happened in this area this kind of plateau area and so he just extended a hand upwards to try to be found to to tell his story cool. i'd like to think back and see if i remember anything about a kyolithica <clears throat> from like from your time at the university that's right okay yeah make a history check maybe 17 uh yeah i guess you've heard the name yeah she was a, a thane among the giant the stone giants and you would know that she is a little bit counterculture like stone giants tend to be more withdrawn and neutral or even good uh, they kind of just hide in caves and pursue artwork and uh they value athleticism and like stone stone throwing, and tend to kind of avoid the surface. They usually like hide. They stay in their cave networks. 
but you've heard that this Thane Kyalithica, who is a stone giant, has gathered a following at Deadstone Cleft and is basically up to no good. Which Clogan confirms here in his writing. He talks about how her goal is to basically wipe the small folk, which is giant giants refer to everybody who's not a giant as small folk, so elves, humans, you know, halflings, dwarves, just to wipe them off the, the surface. And is this in the real world or in the Shadowfell? This is back in the real world. He he was banished. Okay, so Deadstone Cleft is a real this all place in the real world, and then he was banished to the Shadowfell. Yep. Like he's... He he tried. He 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 wanted just to leave and like go be a hermit and go like work on his writing <laughs> in a cave. I communicate that Deadstone Cleft is near my my home. Yeah, the, the Merith Watch is a mountain range that's like part of it abuts the Chandlewood. It's like right, right there. So the cleft is somewhere in there, and there are kind of whisperings in your in your your tribe, Quill, about this area, this cavern, this like dead end valley in the in the mountains that you don't want to go down. But in the past, they weren't like outwardly hostile. You just didn't want to go there. I would like to do an investigation check to see if I can understand why he stopped here. Okay, and I. I would like to use, I'd like to sort of think about what the earth would look like pre-landslide. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, 19. Yeah, with 19, sure. Uh, uh, from what Quill tells you about the mountain range and deadstone collapses, it's actually, I mean, it's naturally beautiful. It's like a gorge going through a mountain range. Um, so he he may have found this rocky plateau with a ring of mountains around it a nice place to hang out you know he he would have known that the curse was gonna take hold this is like the most beautiful place you guys have seen in, in the shadowfell so far got it okay yeah everything else has been pretty true i was gonna say if i was gonna get petrified i'd pick a damn good spot <laughs> yeah <laughs> is he still he's he's still alive like how uh, does petrification work you want, you want to give me an arcana yeah, give me an arcana. Whoever wants to. It's like certainly not me. Obviously implying that he's yeah. not actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> I would be interested in that. Nine plus six is fifteen. Okay. You know enough about petrification to know that it, it requires a uh, a type of like a like some kind of a remove curse spell to remove. Hmm. There are varying like severities of petrification. That require more skill, and I guess with a fifteen, you wouldn't know which how badly he's been affected. I relay that. I mean, we could try to like release him if that's possible. Yeah, so they've they've excavated like dirt to his uh, waist, but they wouldn't have known that he was petrified. No one else would know but us that he that he's not a statue, right? Because nobody else had activated the thing. And they were just digging out a statue. With a tablet that nobody could read, yeah, until the end came along. It might be in our best interest to play this one close to our chest for a while. Because a giant would be a powerful ally, uh, but a powerful, um, also a powerful enemy. I'm going to go to these other miners to see if they have any identifying information on them where... They might be from or family. 
something, something like that. Yeah, sure. You can do a, like an investigation to see yeah. if you can find anything like that. Yeah. 15. So with a 15, um, the two bodies in the, in the uh, quarry are pretty badly crushed and their belongings have kind of been scattered. So you can't find much for them. But the one that was just kind of slashed up top, you find, you find something linking him to Whitehaven. Okay. I think what you find is like a purse that they use for betting on their, uh, their rat races, their fire-breathing rat races. Okay. So he was, he was, doing, some, uh, he was doing some gambling. Is he the only one with like a, a hat on, like a, a miner's hat on? Well, but yeah, they're, they're all wearing some kind of protection for like falling stones and debris and stuff. Um, and it's all kind of similar. Yeah. So it'd be reasonable to assume they all came from Whitehaven. Do any of you guys have an idea of how to unpetrify something? Quill would not know. Yeah, I don't think Rick would know either. There are know that there are spells that like higher level clerics. That, that was part of your uh, your arcana check. Okay. You, yeah, you, you know the spells exist. You don't you don't know how bad this current ailment is and what level of like restoration magic could be needed for him. Okay. What has Nib done this whole time? <laughs> Forgot about her. <laughs> <laughs> She's back, she's she's back just in the trees. Fucking smoke this like monster. Yeah, she's like she like peeks out of the bushes and just like it's like holy fuck shit. shit up. Like yeah, broke some giant tablet oh, curse. Oh. Like yeah, over the course of like yeah, like you guys solved that riddle in maybe five minutes real time, and then twelve real seconds of combat. This guy's just slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, she'd be like, she'd be like going around and like looking at the bodies, and she'll it probably looks kind of sad. But she'd be really interested in the in the statue for sure, as a member of the um, parish. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if, if I can. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say if it's a clerical spell that's required, would would a member of the parish be? Would she be more likely to know the best clerics? And I mean. She would know who the best cleric in the land is, right? Like, are you asking her? Yeah, I assume. I'd be like, "Hey, who's the?" Yeah, she's um, she kind of has like a like a worried look on her face. I mean, the best like restorative magic comes from the the Cougar Rock Enclave for sure. Like those girls are stern and they have their their ambitions, but they know how to heal. I'm gonna harvest anything I can from this Atten. Okay. Are you just doing like you're doing like a dissecting it? <laughs> he does have a specific thing that's part of his body that you could get. So get, give me a give me a d twenty. Please tell me it's liver. Ah, uh, eight. Uh, it's it's fine. You get uh, two pieces of or two servings of giant fat. Fuck yes, giant fat. Which is another thing I stole from Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Giant toe and troll fat. Oh, you're right. It's troll fat. I think I changed it to uh, giant fat because I wanted you to be able to get it off of not just trolls, but all all giant can. Mm, I like I've it. Played too much Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, there's no such. All right, eggnog has been thoroughly uh, searched at this point. So I'm going to take him off the map. 
I was tempted to actually cut off his heads and take it with us back to the yeah camp. Sure, we can do that as a trophy. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that Quill would do that. So <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Ah, no, he, he will. He he would do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut the heads off, strapped into the back of my pack, hanging by the hair. They're gonna like dangle. <laughs> nice. Uh. Nib takes notice of what you're doing and notes your hesitation at first and says, hey, I can, uh, do you mind if uh, my goldfinch, Lil, has a little shot before you take those off? Uh, I stand up and uh, just kind of like step away. She whispers a little something to her goldfish and it like beelines to the eyes and just pecks the eyeballs out and eats them out of all four sockets. Dang. And then goes back to Nib. She's like, yeah, he's got a thing for, uh, a thing for eyes. A vicious goldfinch, man. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Quill is speechless. Maybe it's kind of weird. Those druids. Cool. Huh. So now I'm going to cut off the heads and tie them in my pack by the hair. I like that. They're heavy. They're probably like a solid 20 pounds each. Ah, uh, yeah. Like big boys. Give them a level of encumbrance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool. I'm going to need you to roll a strength check every uh, 4d4 hours that you travel by foot. <laughs> and then suffer 1d8 minus 3 levels of exhaustion. <laughs> Thank you. I drink a strength potion of dra- draft and strength. You don't have a potion of strength. I checked before the game. <laughs> potion of strength on the sly. <laughs> So with all the all the chaos out of the way, this really is like a nice. This is like a nice spot up here. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like bright sunlight, but there's like some rays of sunlight poking through. It's like kind of pretty. There's like um, some evergreen trees that are kind of dying, but still some green that you haven't seen in a while. Mostly like shades of gray and the shadowfell. Should we rest here? Yeah. I mean, if someone was willing to make this their eternal rest, it might be a good spot for us to take a. Shorter rest than an eternal rest, maybe, but but not but not a short rest. <laughs> Somewhere between eternal and really short rest. <laughs> I'm game. I don't know what you guys are at. Yeah, I could use a rest. Yes, for sure. Yes. Or rolls. Yeah, you guys got you got more beat up than the last fight, I think. Yeah. Well, definitely because you didn't get like beat up at all in this fight, but less than half health. Ooh. I need to figure out when I get my key back. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Short rest. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's like kind of like what you can do. Yes. Your turns in combat seem really strong now, but spellcasters are going to start catching up and then overpowering you. It's kind of how it yeah. works in five E. Maybe already because Rick just like told the dragon to fuck off last <laughs> two rounds ago. Uh, I, I that was crazy. That was <laughs> such a wild. Got a little that was lucky. Great. Wasn't sure it was gonna happen. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys are you're, you're still you're still long resting in the wild. So what what is your uh, what is your approach here? You have somebody like keeping watch or? Oh, we should. I could. Uh, well, never mind. Yeah, I mean, I think it's early enough in the day that we could take turns and all get eight hours in. You're gonna finish your rest like towards nighttime. I would prefer to not travel not travel at night that would be my inclination do you think that we maybe we should try to you know during the day I, i'm i'm okay with whatever i just 
Just thinking. Time is it right now, roughly? I think you guys left in the morning from Denny's, right? So you would have been, uh, yeah, okay. I guess you would have spent, you would have spent like a day in travel. So yeah, that's, that's not bad. It's, it's like evening. That's fine. Okay. It, it, probably, it probably would have taken me a while to get all the way from Denny's to God's hand. Yeah, that's a, that's a trip for sure. So you're going to just have, I think with four, with four people, you can essentially um, split the evening. Yeah. And the rules, it's like, if you're awake for two hours, but not like working out or something, just keeping watch, you're still, you're still resting. So I think, I think the math works out that with four people, you can essentially just do like a two hour watch for each person at night. So I'm just going to roll and see if anything happens during each of your shifts. Sounds good. So the first shift, you guys want to do a certain order? It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters to me. Who's, okay. I'll go alphabetically unless somebody complains about that approach. Works for me. Bazell is in the first two-hour shift. we do a random D20 here. Bazell is going to ask Theron uh, to draw her again, since this is the most beautiful part of this world. So she's <laughs> got to get her selfie in the like best part of the, of the world. Nice. This is, this is before bed, I assume. Yeah, I'll 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 try. Yeah. Okay, make a. How are we doing this? Like a dual performance check, one for posing and one for the art. The uh, pose is going to be really good. <laughs> I got a five. I'm not a good artist. Twenty-four for the pose. Twenty-four <laughs> to five. I'll say that uh, Theron does like a really good job capturing the beauty of the uh, of the mountains and the and the sunset peeking through. And there's like a stick figure bazaar. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say this is about stick figure level. Yeah, he gets like the pose. The pose is correct, and there's like you know some orange hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm basically just rolling deep like luck checks. You, you guys have to fail really hard to have anything happen overnight in this area. But Bazel's two hours went okay. Quill is next somehow with a Q fifteen that went okay. Oh, Theron almost got a one, but got a 19, so that went okay. Okay, a four for Rick's last two hours of the watch. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to say that this happens at the end of the long rest, so you guys benefit from your rest, but it's going to make the start of the day difficult. Suddenly, a vicious storm, 240 feet in diameter. Let me make a map for this really quick. Are we well rested? You are rested, yes. It doesn't know why I asked who the best healer was in, in this part of the world. Does she? I mean, I think she, unless you guys were actively keeping her out of the loop, I think she kind of would have been along for the ride there. Okay. But I'll let you guys keep her out of the loop because I, I, for, I like forgot about her, so I didn't mention that she was there. So it's, it's, it's up to you. If you wanted to keep her in the dark, that's fine. I think we should. Works for me. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right, I'm going to just try to do this like theater of the mind because I think it'll work without a map. So basically, at the end of your long rest, uh, with a bad luck check with a four for Rick, Suddenly, a storm crashes down on you. It seems to be centered on the whole party. So it's like a circular storm that's centered on your camp. Um, we're going to roll initiative. Oh, waste on that for 20. All right. Okay, Rick will go first. 18 for Quill. Okay. 7 for 30. 5 for Bazell. God, got them all this time. It's two in a row. All right, so the first thing that happens is I guess Rick gets to go first. He's you're suddenly, um, and that makes sense because you were the one that 
that watch, so you're not totally caught off guard here. It looks like lightning is crashing down around the camp, and there's like uh, debris getting blown around from the quarry, um, like pieces of rock by the wind. And this is like an unnatural storm. It came out of nowhere. It just like seems to like land right on you guys. So uh, what do you do? It's 240 feet in diameter. The rock flying at us, or the storm? The storm. The storm is 240. I was like, like, holy shit. (laughs) So it's it's 100. It's 120 feet safety. Okay, and everyone else is asleep still, right? I'm assuming. Uh, they're probably they're like like, just they're they're like getting they're getting shook awake by the storm. Yeah. Okay, guys, I don't I don't know what's going on, but I we should get out of here. And I uh I bolt trying to get to the exit. Okay. You like, just make for the make for an edge. Yeah, make which for dire- an edge. Which direction? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd probably run towards the the sun coming up, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So you're running east. Yep, I'm gonna run east. Got it. So what what is your movement speed? Fifteen, I believe. Let me make sure. And then if I use it twice, oh nope, it's thirty. Hell yeah. Okay, so you can. We're in combat, so you can do, do your twice. typical combat. I'll stuff. do like a dash. So you make it to 60? Yep. All right. Uh, at initiative 20, the storm kicks up, um, and there is lightning that strikes just everywhere, just like just subsequent bla- like flashes of lightning that come down. So everyone make a DC 14 deck save to dodge. Rick does not dodge. 16 dodge. 17. Bazel passes. Those who pass take six lightning damage. Those who fail take 12 lightning damage as they get hit by lightning. So Quill is up. Um, I think I'm just going to follow. I mean, do I, I guess, do I have to like get up? You've all been like roused by the. Okay. Does Nib appear to need help? She actually got the same initiative as you. So you okay. guys can act together if you'd like, which is very sweet. Aww. I'm going to follow the direction that Rick went. Okay. Um, you can move pretty fast, right? Yes. I actually think I'm going to... Is there a way for me to give my movement to somebody else to help them move before I do? Could I like surrender my turn to let somebody else move? You can give somebody a help action as your action. Okay. And that gives them an advantage on the check. You could hold your action until somebody else goes, if that's what you mean. Yeah, that's fine. If that would help. I'm going to hold my action. I'm going to move 35 feet, and then I'm going to hold my action because to, to be used essentially when next time that there's like a the storm causes damage, I want to provide assistance to probably Theron. That's really Cause I, nice with Quill. Because I think that I think that Theron needs probably doesn't have very good decks, whereas I do. I don't. So you're, you're going to wait for him? Yeah. I'm not going to like do a dash action. I'm going to go to my movement distance, which is 35, and then I'm going to wait to use help on... The next person that needs it, essentially. Right, which I okay. assume is going to be Theron. Yep. Okay, gotcha. All right. 15 is the next action from the storm. Um, this time, everybody make an intelligence saving throw. As a sense of hopelessness creeps into your brain. Uh, nat 20 for Rick. Ooh, okay. Uh, 11. It's a DC 14 intelligence save. Ooh. Fail. I had 10. 10 from the wizard. Wow. I know. I helped him, though. You want to use it now? Yeah. So give, you're going to give him advantage on that check. 
Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Cool. Like runs over and slaps him in the face. <laughs> 16. Okay. 16 passes. And I fail. 13. Okay. Those of you that fail just take 10 psychic damage straight up. Those who succeed realize that it's, a, it's like an illusion. It's an illusory sense of hopelessness. So it's not real. That was 15. 10 is next. At 10, there are pieces of debris getting knocked around by the storm. Everybody make a DC 14 strength saving throw. Oh, fail. I failed. I failed. Not even close. I rolled a three. Succeed for Quill. So you guys also keep track for me. Uh, It sounds like everybody besides Quill failed there. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. I got to roll for Nib here too. Uh, Nib fails as well. So everybody who fails, you don't take damage, but you get knocked prone by the debris. All right. Finally, we are to Theron with seven. Does it take like half your speed to stand back up? Correct. Yep. So that would put me at 15 left. So I will dash and do 30 towards the east. So you're going to stand up for 15 and then move for 15 and then dash for 30? That's right. Okay. So you're going to cover 45 feet, it sounds like. I thought I I must have it wrong then because when you do a dash, you double your. Dash is you can replace your action. Which you normally, which you would normally use to cast a spell. Typically, you can just dash instead, which means you just move. You just do the, do your move again. Oh, your initial move, you could use half of it. Only forty-five then. Okay, got it. Forty-five total. Yeah, there might be a spell you can cast. I don't know. There's probably situational stuff here that would be useful. But if you want to, if you want to stand up and dash, oh, I was looking at that. I don't. There's like long strider and stuff that you probably wouldn't have picked up. Yeah, I don't think I have anything prepared that would be too helpful right now, unfortunately. Bizzell. Okay. So I stand up from prone, and then I do two things in addition to running away from the storm. I cast uh, Bless as my action. All three of you now add a d4 to every saving throw that you make while I have concentration. That's good. Uh, And then I'm going to use my um, Mantle of Inspiration. Oh, man, this kind of was like designed for you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is a good like moment for me. So everybody gets five temp HP and then gets to run their speed for free. There are some, I think, is Quell prone? Quell's not. I Rick, Rick is prone. I'm not. Yeah. How does that language work for Rick, Nate? Oh, maybe, uh, maybe he just uses his half his movement to get up and then. He- when this happens, they can move their speed without an opportunity attack. Okay. That's a good question. I'm... I'll just rule in the moment and say that he still has to use half his movement to get up, but he's going to not be prone then at the start of his next turn. So it's still... So Rick's going to move. So, so we'll, 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 we'll go on the line. So Rick, first, you're going to stand up for 15 and yep. move for 15? Yep. So you're at 45 now, away from the finish line. Nice. Um, Quill, what are you doing with that bonus? I'm just going to run... In the same direction as Rick. And you move really fast, right? What is your move speed? Yeah, I'm, I'm a 35. 35. Okay, so that gets you to 50. So you're right behind Rick. Yeah. Okay, and then we're to Nib. Does Nib get less or no? I only can do three. Okay. So no. Nib, Nib looks back at you with kind of shocked, a shocked look on her face. I tell, um, I'm like, Nib, I don't have it either. We're good, girl. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then uh, Theron? I have 30. 
You already stood up, so you, so you can move 30. Okay. That puts you right with Rick at 45. Cool. So, Bazell, what, what was your, you moved as well that turn? You stood up and moved? Yep. So, you're, you, you can only move 15, right? Correct. But then I, I also get the. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Everybody gets that. Besides Nib. I think everybody, no, everybody, including Nib, gets that. Not everybody gets Bless. Oh, got it. Okay. Speed of the way. Yeah. So maybe gets to stand up and move as well. So she's like actually ahead of everybody right now because she's just been dashing. Okay. So where are you? How far have you moved, Bazel? You sit up and went 15 and then you went 15 and then 30. 30? So okay. 45. Yeah. So you were at 120. You got to 105 and you moved 30 to 75, right? Sure. Because you, yeah, you, were, you were the last to act, I think. That would make sense. Yeah. So if that's your turn, everyone's got those temp H HP. We're up to Rick again, top of the order. Rick's gonna run as fast as he can. You're 45 feet from the end of the storm. Woohoo! I think I think I make it if I dash. Yep. If you if you dash, you're clear. Yep. I don't got a lot to do to help other people run, so I'm a I'm a dash. Okay. Do so you break through? You you you're met with that uh those faint traces of sunlight, so you're out of the storm. Now you turn around, you can't see shit. And that it's like a super dense, like a really odd supernatural storm that's happening. So we're at initiative 20, so the lightning strikes again. So everyone who's still in the storm makes a deck save, 14. Plus a D4. Or... Plus a D4, yep. The blast. It's either 10 or 5 damage, depending on if you save or not. Oof. Fail. So you're going to take 10 damage, Bazel? Yep. And then don't you have to make a con save against 10, I think? Absolutely. For Bless. I think I fail it. I think I rolled a nine. So she gone. Okay. Bless it off. I don't think Bless helped anyone. No one needed it. <laughs> yeah, it might have. Uh, the lightning just like catches Bazelle like right in the face as she rounds a corner and she loses her, her train of thought. Uh, Quill and Nib both up. So Quill, go ahead. You're 50 feet out. How's Nib looking? Nib's ahead of you, actually, because she's been dashing. Okay. Everybody's seen good at this point yeah rick is out um theron's at yeah. 45 so he's getting close bazelle's still a little bit back at 75 health wise i think people aren't that beat up okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dash then and i'm gonna get okay. out so okay i would describe bazelle as a little fucked up <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah even after that long rest yeah bazelle's taking some tens in the face like multiple mm. tens in the face. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Does that change your approach, Quill? I would say no. I'm. I think. Uh, I think it's best for me to get to the edge. Are you gonna stay in the storm then? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dash then. It doesn't make sense to dash. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna use my full movement, which will put me uh, 15 feet out. 15. Yep. Okay. And then. And then I'll. Uh, I'll reserve a help. Okay. So you're going to hold a action to help somebody if they need it. Got it. Right. Nib has enough movement now to at least dash out. She, um, she, uh, she takes a, she sees what you're doing, Quill. She kind of like is inspired. So she, um, she'll cast, uh, produce flame, which is a cantrip move to five feet out, uh, illuminates a 10 foot radius at the exit. There's like a faint glow happening. 
Okay, 15, the intelligence saves come. So whoever's still in the storm, which I think is everybody besides Rick. Uh, yeah, shit. That's a five, so I fail. Okay, so you just are, you're feeling hopeless and overwhelmed by anxiety as you look and see people are still in the storm behind you. And you take 10 psychic damage. Okay. Bazel also fails. Ooh, okay. Bazel's still pretty far behind you at 75 feet. There's a long ways to go for her. I'm going to help on this one. Okay. You're going to let her roll advantage for her in save? Yep. Okay. In saves are tough because, like, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of. Not a lot of people have high intelligence besides wizards. Yeah. Yeah, I failed that one too, though. Oh, so you took 10 damage? Yeah. Shit. Okay. I rolled a a two and then. Oh, shit. I roll at advantage for my next save or what? What's the deal? I think we're saying that he triggered this help to let you roll advantage now. Oh, I'm rolling again on an int save to try and... Yep. Got it. Uh, Still fail. Okay. Okay, so that's the 10 psychic damage. Initiative 10, the wind picks up and those boulders go flying, so everyone makes a dex save. No, a strength save to not get enough burn. Oh, man. Right now I have... Nib is like at, at the outskirt of the storm. Quill is at 15 feet. Theron's at 45 feet. And Bazel's at 75 feet. Does that sound right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got Bazel fails. Okay, Bazel doesn't take any damage, but is knocked prone. Theron saves. He dodges a boulder, goes sailing past. I fail, so I, I'm knocked prone. Quill's knocked prone. And Nib also. Nope, she got an 18. Nib uh, toughs it out. Okay, we are at Theron now. 45 feet from the exit. Prune. So he could get right. out, right? He could, yep. He dashed. I was thinking about doing... What are the rules for like picking somebody else up or trying to carry them? She's, I mean, she's like 30 feet away from you if you're talking about Bazel. She's back at 75 feet still. Yeah. I'll just, you, you, have to, you have to... It, I mean, you could use your movement. Well, if you're prone, you can. You could. You can't get to where right now unless you dash backwards. I think I'll probably just stand up, and then um, I should have 45 left after that to make it out. If you, if you dash, yeah, you you can leave the storm. Oh, I'll just do that. Okay, you shake it off. You stand up. You dash. You find Rick right outside the storm, like peering in to the to the super dense uh, cloud cover. Whoa! You made it. How's it going, man? <laughs> that was brutal, man. I have no idea what's going on in there. Bazel. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I've got five. Do I have five? I do have five temp hit points, too. I have tempies. Uh, so I have five, five more than I thought I had, which is good. Okay. He's going to stand up, run out, dash out, and then bonus action healing word herself at third level <laughs> okay so, so you're, you're only moving 15 feet right uh well i'd stand up use my rest of my movement so that's 15 feet okay and then i dash so as my feet. action oh you got it you're right sorry you're right yep nice and so i'd be 30 feet out right and then i'd use my bonus action to healing word okay just like Bazel just like stands up and is like dodging like lightning strikes and boulders and shit. Just oh, casting yeah. a heal on the on their own. 
Does your, oh, three fucking the, fours. God, that's some of the amulet. Yeah, I got max fucking healing on it, which is Ooh. sick. So even if the amulet doesn't work, and it doesn't work, of course, I did get 12 back, which is nice. Nice. Okay, good. Quill and Nib can turn around and see this like uh, glowing figure rushing towards them, healing herself on the run. Uh, back outside, Rick is up. Do you want to do anything? Um, I don't. I don't think I have anything that I could really do to help. So no. I just come on, guys. Yeah, you can voluntarily walk into the storm if you want and help somebody. But yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, I think I'll hang out a bit. I'm not sure that I could go in and like. I'm not very. Uh, I'm not super useful with strength or any of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Rick, Rick cheerleads from the sidelines. Cheerleader. That brings us to 20, which is the lightning strike. So dex 14 saves for Quill, Nib, and Bazel. I Oh, save. she fucking saves one. Nat 20. Nice. Thank Nat God. 20. That's the first one I've saved. I've taken full damage from all the other fucking... <laughs> Sweet. It was going to be 16 this time, so it's 8. That was high roll. On that damage from the lightning. So eight damage if you saved. Nib saved. Damn. I did save, yeah. So Quill and Nib are up. Quill? So I'm 15 feet from the exit. How Where's uh, Bazel in relation? Uh, Bazel's 30 feet from the exit, so she's 15 from you. Okay, so I'm, I'm prone. So take, stand up takes half my action or half my movement. Is that right? Correct. Yep. All right. So she's 15 from me. What's the carrying rules? Can be a strength check, probably. You can carry up to strength times 15 pounds without penalty. Oh, the uncomfortable question. How, how much does Bazel weigh? <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> oh, it's written, I think I wrote it down. That's in part of my like stats in the front, right? I have written 120 pounds right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's how much Bazel weighs. Yes, <laughs> So what is uh what is your strength rating? Thirteen. So you can definitely well hang on. Yeah. Because ten times fifteen is 150 pounds. Yeah. I mean I'm carrying a, a pack that has a lot of weight. It says okay, let's just say that your movements halves. You, you can carry her without a check, but it, it halves your movement. All right. So I stand up, I go to her, which is thirty-five, so that halved, I can get. I, I can essentially get to her and then pick her up. Let's say, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna dash so I can get like fifteen, like seventeen and a half feet, and then I'm gonna use Step of the Wind, which is a key point, and that is a, as a bonus action I can dash. So I assume I can do that as well, which gives me the rest of the way. Yeah, I think it's just like what your skill is designed for. So all right. So I get yeah. it the rest of the way out. Okay. Uh, cool. Woo! And it looks around and extinguishes her flame, which ended up doing nothing, nice. but it's fine. Yeah, you guys made it out. You, you, you turn behind you, and when you all get out, it, the storm goes away. <laughs> dissipates. What a jerk. Bazel yeah. just like sits on the ground and starts a short rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't long rest in more than once in the 24-hour period, but you can short rest, for sure. And plays a tune on our base to give everybody an extra D6 of... It's just like, like, like tiredly like plunking away at our base. Yeah. Nib looks at all of you and is like, oh, gods, this is a... 
Kind of a dangerous place, huh? Yeah. I lay down on the grass, <laughs> staring up to the sky that's finally clear. I look over at the, the Eden heads in my pack that are on the ground. Yeah, they're like soaked now with rainwater. Yeah. That encumbrance encumbrance would have been a real bitch in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. We will use that as your encounter for uh, travel for wherever you want to go next. Where do we want to go next? Not sure what the crew thinks. I feel like you've picked up some information here, and like Blake Wazell said, there's a possible really powerful ally here. I think we should go to Cougar Rock Enclave. That's what I think. To find the cleric? Yep. I agree. I'm fine with that. Because we don't, we still, the other aspect we wanted to find out was the, um, Shit, the werewolves, right? But we don't still don't really know where they're at. Which fraction? Cougar Rock wants to make it back eventually, right? Yes. That is what Nib has heard. You haven't talked to anybody from Cougar Rock yet. I think that the initial plan, I think that's totally fine. I'm totally down. I think the initial plan that I laid out had us going there last when we had everybody else so that we could promise them something uh, a way back yeah basically we could give them what they wanted and make it easier to get them on our side but we could go now i think that's fine we don't have to if we're just trying to talk to the cleric too then we may not have to interact with like the higher ups also, the petrified giant's probably not going anywhere, so we don't. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We're the we're the only ones that know that there's a petrified giant there, right? Like that yeah. can be yep. that's a, a lie. Yeah. And we're saying that we're saying retroactively because I didn't mention Nib that you've kept her kind of in the dark, which is fine. So the parish won't know either. <clears throat> but she can't read giant, so she thinks it's a statue. So yeah, you guys are the ones that know about this actually being a giant that's been frozen in place and like a friendly one at that i made a riddle so at some point we can try that that could be a good ending note you want to pull from the deck oh my god that could be interesting we'd have to go back to denny's for that right you would i have said that you're i've granted you because of that storm i've granted you passage you've suffered your uh shadowfell punishment so you can go to a place from here without having like roll on the table. I can also just do that the next time we're at Denny's. I don't have to do that now. Yeah, whatever I do. I will say, this, this is a good time to mention it. If anybody wants to pull from the deck, they should, they should it's unlikely, but they should like have a backup character to play. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Especially if you play, if, if you pull at the start of the session, you should like have some, you could play as Neb if you wanted, or you could play as Denny, or like, I don't care. I don't, None of these guys are. Yeah, because you could get teleported away and never you could come just back. be gone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you wanted just to watch while we're for the next like five sessions while the party came and got you, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, if you're planning on pulling, I I would have some kind of a backup PC rolled up and just roll them at level six with the rest of the party and have a like a really basic backstory. Could be like a guard in town or whatever. Doesn't matter. I have uh, Rick's brother. <laughs> Rick, Rick with an R. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I am Rick. <laughs> Rick.